Hi, my name is Daz IQ, and you're listening to the Decisive Podcast Series, Sunday edition with your host, Roberto Q. Ingram. Hello, everyone. How are you? It's Roberto Ingram, and you're listening to the Decisive Podcast Sunday Special. Want to say Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there in America. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy the program today. I have my guest and live interview with Daz IQ. We go back to 2005, and I'm happy to see the circle come back around where I have him on my podcast. I met him first. With Bugs in the Attic, I was listening to their tunes, uh, fantastic music. And, uh, yeah, I invited him to uh, perform and play at uh, my Celebration of Life event uh, at uh, with Inspiration Network at the Ezar Lounge. It was formerly Ezar Lounge, and now it is uh, Blitz Club, and it's also located at the uh, Doge's Museum. And please give him a warm welcome. My man, Daz IQ from London, now residing in Atlanta. And we can listen to his live music mix later on after the interview. And then don't forget, you can go to the Podomatic website and there you will find the Decisive Podcast series. And then on SoundCloud with the Decisive Podcast series, uh, there you can listen to the mix in its entirety without any interview at all. And uh, yes, uh, uh, very interesting topics we um, discuss here on the program, so... Without further ado, here we are with the interview with Daz IQ on the Decisive Podcast Series Sunday Edition. Hey, everybody, we have Mr. Daz IQ, a friend of mine. Uh, we haven't uh, worked together since uh, 2005. I'd like to welcome him to the program, uh, to the Decisive Podcast Sunday special, that is. Daz, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for inviting me, Roberto. Oh, that's super. It's good to have you, man. I was uh, yeah. doing some research on uh, the first time <laughs> I booked you. I believe it was in uh, 2005 at our celebration mm-hmm. of celebration of life. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember. That's a very cool. jam. Where, where yeah. were we? We were at the uh, Ezar Lounge. It's called the Ezar Lounge. Right. It was by yes, the cross the street. Was back on that one. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, across the street from the uh, uh, Mufatale. Remember Mufatale? Yeah, exactly. And uh, we had uh, Mr. Tyree Cooper with Jay Denham and myself. Yeah, Tyree, and that's the first time I met Tyree Cooper, and it's kind of like wow, the man of the uh, hip hip house. Oh yeah, him and uh, Wayne. Uh, we had a comedy show that day. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, man! This is." Uh, I said, "How did yeah. I meet him?" And then, you, and that's when the uh, you were on fire with the uh, with the crew, bugs yes, in the bug. attic. Yep, the bugs crew, my bugs brothers. How yes. you How you doing these days, sir? I'm good. I'm, uh, you know, as you know, I'm. Uh, I just got back from London. Mm-hmm. Family looking after, um, looking after my mom. Um, Blackham. And uh, dealing with, uh, you know, the promotion of the... Kind of tied in with the promotion of the BB Boogie album that came out just very recently, you know, so... 
Um, so I've been pretty much busy uh, either way, you know. There's actually no time to actually socialise as I would do. But although I've been, I went out to a lot of uh, good, good, good jams. Always miss London for that. But yeah, good, yeah. Um, good events going on out there. We were speaking. So, we were speaking earlier about the uh, the very tra- uh, hard to accept tragedy with uh, yeah yeah i had to leave yeah when leaving on that on like a few days after that tragedy which is like you know very much very close to my heart you know i know that used to be my old stomping ground for and family with families and friends coming out like me coming out like my road station and uh you know going to see my aunt and my cousins and their children you know so to actually see and I know that state very well I, you know as I said I've got friends good friends that live there and you know had some family there and you did and some volu- you, you did some volunteer work yeah said, huh? yeah yeah I said uh, well we were meant to I've meant to do jazz refreshment have done a um a live show at the Mama bar in Port Bella Road mm-hmm. um, right in the heart of West London um but decided just that was the main thing that when the fire happened it really was devastating to see and put me really put my uh, put me up put me put my spirits off from actually doing it but I was saying I was going to soldier on but so many combinations of things came about after that directly or indirectly because of the fire and some other some other situations that it all pointed out for me to postpone that that jam and uh, move to another date. But what I did on for the day, you know, what I did, you know, and I wish we wanted to do from the time I knew about it was to volunteer. And, and what, uh, what, did, what did they have you do uh, for volunteering? Uh, well, basically, you know, I went, I went to about four spots, started all the way in uh, one side of West London, um, a community centre in, in, uh, in Holland Park, um, uh, White City around that area. And uh, just collecting clothes and packing clothes and items into separating them and putting them in the boxes and make sure that the boxes are tied up. Then went to um, another spot and they've already, you know, did, I must say the community came together they so beautifully together on, a, on, on this wonderful, like, like I expected from, like I expected from them, like I expected from my from my people from from that area. That's you know, that's my home, that's my home yeah. town, that's my homegrown in that that area. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, didn't expect anything less from them, and they they had they were overwhelmed with volunteers, you know, volunteers in the two spots. But I went to I ended up in um, Acklam, uh-huh. right there on Port Port Road, and the community that was there. The place was this is a big space, big community space, filled with to the brim with items needed for the uh, the, vic- um, the victims of the the, the tra- tragedy. You know, what I'm saying so. Um, we, I helped out there. I was still helping out sorting out prams and baby stuff, mm-hmm. and that was my duty. I was giving that. I was giving that duty to them. Um, and then I was thinking, I think I was finished because I had to go. I had to go home and see, look after my mother, mm-hmm. and see what's going on with her, and make sure that she's situated right. So on my way home, I saw these guys like pull up with a van and stop going um, at, at Westbourne Park Station mm-hmm. at the underground station and start and they started to move boxes and said do you need any help well, that's great that's great that you can contribute uh, to this and uh, yeah man so, you you are you're a Londoner and uh, yes, sir. now so, of 
now living or residing in Atlanta. How did that come about? Oh, that, that was due to um, a tour I did. Um, I did a tour in um, Bugs in the Attic. Um, uh, the stuff was, when was it now? 2000, it was around 2006. Was it 2006? I did it for Fabric Live. When, when the Fabric, we did the Fab- Fabric oh, Live. Fabric, that's right. Uh-huh. I did the Fabric Live tour and we all split up um, among us. Two of the spaces I fell in love with when I went to the USA was, and it actually was uh, one of my first times going to the USA, funny enough. It was San Francisco and Atlanta. Um, a good friend, and he, he's, he used to write for Straight No Chaser back in the day, a um, guy called Carl Injex. After we did our gig, invited me to uh, invite, invite me to his father's boat and said, hey, you're going to chill out. And that's where I met the lady and we, I said, I was very, intri- I was very much intrigued by her, and she's very much intrigued by me. You know, I get on with her, and I got on with her daughter, and we kept communication. And very, in a very, very, very short time, we decided to say we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this thing. And back in London, when I, when we first was introduced to each other, um, I was, it was obviously from the Bugs in the Attic works. Um, I was really into this music, and uh, and I and I followed you. And but uh, I was and you I think I remember you mentioning something about London sound systems. You were doing sound systems. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. One of one of my and there's this thing I'm I'm I've been doing sound systems since I was a teenager, doing school part high school parties and all you know all, and all of that. And uh, I'm still with the I'm still with the sound system. Believe it or not, um, we call ourselves um, we call ourselves the Fun Bunch. And we we play we play many party on the you know soul rare groove you know dance hall stuff and we still we still together we come together like once a year at Notting Hill Carnival we've been and yeah, not, 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 yeah Notting Hill Carnival yeah we've been me. doing Notting Hill Carnival since 1989 so we've been together since the early 80s and it's 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 always beautiful it never changes we've been doing it it's, it's, it's coming we getting we getting to that age now that you know. We were the youngest when we started. We were the youngest crew in the in the uh, in 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 the youngest sound system in the in yet to be part of an organisation called British Association of Sound Systems to be part of as a sound system for a Carnival, and we were the youngest sound system there. Tell us, tell us about that organisation. Uh, tell uh, for those that don't know the Notting Hill Carnival. What is that? Mm. Notting Hill Carnival. I'd love to give you the history of it. Yeah. It, it's, it's the same thing, you know, it's kind of like it relates to what, what went on in terms of community um, in West London. Um, West London was is a very diverse community. And in 1965, we had a, they had a really bad race riot there. And what they, what, what, what came out of that was like the community said, no, we don't want this to happen anymore. So as, a, as, a, as seen as we are to, uh, as a show of togetherness, we're gonna go out. You know, the, the Westin um, compadres there at the same say, look, we're just gonna go out, have with some tin pans, let's go around and let's go around and set up. And then that's how the in, in, go around in the streets, show that we unit unified, start singing in on like we do back in the West Indies. And that's how the first Notting Hill Carnival came to be in a nutshell, really. 
You know, I may, I may have skimmed over the details, but it's been going on since 1965, and it's now one of the biggest kind of like um, festivals in Europe, if not in the world. Um, you know, bringing in about two million people over two over two days, Sunday wow. in a square mile in not of Notting Hill. You know, wow. it, it's amazing. You know, you have sound systems, you have we have um, steel bands, we have um, masks and costumes and everything to do with what you will find in the Caribbean, in the Caribbean um, uh, uh, carnival. And then we added with the sound, also added with the sound systems, which is very much a British thing, you know what I mean? Mm. British, black British thing, you know? And, you know, it, it's, it's a party that's it's for the whole community, you know? Okay. But together by, started by the um, the West Indi- the West Indian community back then, but, but you know, but bringing everybody together. With that you know? sound system experience, um, mm. through 1996 and 1998, you were working as a, yeah. a house engineer for Tutu Productions in Brixton. Total, yeah, Total, Total, Total yeah, Total Productions, yes, that was, that's getting, I bought, bought from a friend of mine, um, and, we before he put me in from as I was engineering for a label for a label back in before that because um, uh, I'm like beginning of my career with um, Slip and Slide Records um, who oh was my God, big, Slip and Slide Slip and Slide Records if you remember you know they had their big hit the Lacey Hideaway and yeah. Rock and Kato and I remember so many great house tunes you know very much in the that that house soulful house John genre you know. Uh-huh. And a very big on that slip and slide, and that's why I came when I came in, and I engineered engineered with them for engineered from the from ninety nothing I remember ninety two ninety three after ninety four ninety five, and that come on come culminated me having a relationship with um, meeting the guys from uh, 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 meeting some guys um, from a hip hop band called um, Scientists Scientists of Sound and and uh, Sons of Noise. And it was the guys from Sons of Noise, who one of the guys from Sons of Noise, who actually introduced me to uh, the guys in Toto. I said, yeah, he, you know, was, you was, this, Dan, was it, this was Danny, right? Danny Lewis? Oh, no, Danny J. Lewis Dan- was not part of the Toto. No, so I met Danny J. Lewis at the Toto Studios. Okay. And that's why I met a lot of people at the Toto Studios. So Danny J. Lewis, me and him became friends when once I was there as the engineer and I was doing some stuff for, for my boys from Sons of Noise and starting to do some, he said, yeah, you know, starting to do some stuff for the Total Productions team and, you know, once I was using my skills as an engineer to do some, you know, work on one of their projects. And Danny, Danny, Danny I met, met um, I, I met there and I said, this phenomenal dude doing some house music and we kind of clicked musically straight away, mm-hmm. straight away. And we've done we've done some good stuff in it. We did um I remember we did um a track for Master's work, the Lab Grove, the Lab Groovers, that, that track. And you also um, did something with Afronauts there too, right? No. no. That that came I met at, I met Afronauts at um at Slip and Slide. Okay. The Slip and Slide I met Afronauts. It's kinda like it's kinda it, very engineering, right? Yeah, do your engineering. Yeah, he started work. engineering, and I've done some productions for. I've done a couple of stuff for his um, Monkey Funk label, and started um, done something for his uh, Mousetrap label as well. So we were we came close friends, and we came working with people like Philasho and all those cats, you know. And from these early beginnings, you started also your 
your uh, USSO Urban Street uh, Soul Orchestra. Orchestra. Yes, and that's the that's the Brixton thing. That's the Brixton and the Brixton connection. That's the from Toto, and that's when you you meet up with guys called. There's some some phenomenal singers, and one of them that um you know uh, you know hooked up with the guy called um, Don Ricardo, who's a reggae singer, mm. and. Uh, came later on to do some vocals for the Bugs in the Attic album a lot and the Bugs in the Attic projects oh, as well. Man. Bugs yeah. in the Attic albums, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Donald Carter's a fabulous singer, fabulous reggae singer, man. Mm-hmm. Very soulful. He did a had a number one hit when I was working there, a number one reggae hit called She's Having My Baby. And I was there for the book. And it became one of those big, like, lovers rock type tunes that, you know, that you know became one of those classics, and yeah, it, it was great times. You know, hard times. I must say, I didn't was not getting paid much, but I had great time. You know, you're. Can you um, remember some works that you engineered that was a great, a big, a big boost in your career? Ooh, that's a good. That's good. That's an amazing question. I worked with a lot of people. A lot to a lot of people and a lot of a lot of genres and some really big names I worked with. Um, in terms of the jungle, I went. To, I was starting. I was from the time I was brought in to do the jungle stuff um, with, um, and I worked with guys like um, Lemon D and and Dillinger on their some of their early wow. stuff. Um, so this is engineering, 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 I was a strict, straight up engineer. They, okay. they, they're incredible producers, incredible producers. And they, I mean, I mean, all to do is just put the fire finesse on top of what they've done. Okay. That's really is. They, they're amazing producers. They didn't have it with, with Lemon D and Dillinger, especially, you know I mean? They didn't, I didn't have to do much. I worked with DJ Ron, um, as well. Um, and a few, you know. And so people knew who I was in the scene. And also in terms of like, I started working in the UKG scene and I worked with members of the Dream Team as well. Oh, wow. Uh, some of their projects as well. Dream so, Team is in the house. You know, so, so you know, and so in terms of hip hop, you know what I mean? I was being a hip hop, the UK hip hop thing. So that's why I met Ty, um, worked with IG Culture. That's why I met IG Culture um, in terms of the hip hop, doing this, um, did a hip hop album with, Produced it. No, produced, I actually engineered a hip hop album that IG IG Culture did, and worked with Dodge City. You know, in terms of you know the acid jazz scene acid and all jazz. that stuff. Let's go back to the let's go let's go back to the Urban Street Soul Orchestra because I want I I want to I want to get into that because it the name is very interesting. So I want to know yeah. the concept behind the music and what you actually did for this group. Yes. Yes. So. With Urban Street Soul Orchestra, right? The name came about because the music that we were making is this. There's this type of music that you know, did Omar. We didn't have a name called Neo Soul or anything like that. So this is before like all people like the Jill Scotts and the, before that, before the Jill Scotts, before the D'Angelo's came onto being. We in the UK were making this type of music that is a prototype to what Neo Soul is for a long time. There's only a few people that's kind of broke out of that. There was people like um, Donny, um, there's McCoy, Noel McCoy was doing it. There was, uh, you know, this the sounds of like, 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 like what's his name? Um, like the great Omar Life Fook, you know what I'm saying? 
and we had a name. The name of the music. We the, the name we had, we had a, someone gave it a name. The genre was street soul. Right. So basically, is that is that soul music that has that hip hop edge on it? You know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. straight up hip hop edge on it. Heavy beats, heavy beats, heavy, the heavy beats, B B line, reg, real like reggae fire type. Okay, B right. lines. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, 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 you know what I mean? Regular fire type B lines and um had had a soul soulfulness. We, we very much was influenced by the rare groove scene that was going on at the time, you know? The whole rare groove scene the, and uh, yeah, the two step yeah. The, the, yeah, seventy you're talking about the seventies, you're talking about those two step soulful tunes. You go to a you go to a party and you go to a party or you go to a blues party, soul blues party, and you would be hearing things like um like you'd be hearing things like Jones Girls or you'd be hearing something like um you hearing something like Oh it is and we love the sunshine and you'd be hearing that in a party and that'd be the influence that'd be the tune all the all night. It'd be it's not a, like it wouldn't be house music, it would be soul, soulful, two step grooving music that people can get into, you know what I'm saying? So that influence, along with the reggae and the lovers rock. Those two influences came in to be in the making of street song, street soul. You know, what I mean, basically, you know, mm-hmm. street soul, ba- and street soul. So the Urban Street Soul Orchestra came about mm-hmm. because, because street soul is part of what we, what we, in terms of what we did, you know. Uh, so it kind of like fitted Urban Street Soul Orchestra, and it, it, that was a name given to by a, um, a guy, one of our one of our boys, Lawrence Adet, who you know. Coined, coined, the, coined our group's name, you know, it, it, and it was a great time. And the two releases, the two releases um, that came out. Gladly. Oh my goodness, I'm trying to remember now. Um, uh, um, um, if I remember, there was the Don Ricardo and uh, um, another member. I can't, wish I can't remember, which I can't recall at the moment. Such a long time ago, my my memory's really good. He actually, they wrote this fabulous song to. Um, talk about who's um, all about the the influence of soul music and giving 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 um, credit and giving love to all the people that who who made souls good credible soul music. That that one was that was a big one. Called Urban Street Soul, and there's, I think there's uh, another one. We did, actually did a whole album. There's like one called On Your Mind. Um, uh, soul singer, soul singer one. on your mind. Yeah, um, uh, I forgot. We did a number of tracks, um, but yeah, it came out as an EP. It, you know, what I mean, it, we, we, it did. It, would, it should have done a lot better than it should. But we, we were independent label. It was okay. an independent label going for an independent distributor. Okay, you know, and it, it got limited, limited um, success. On it, okay. people, people, people t- who heard it loved it, you know. So it, I mean, my, you know, my part was very small in that. I was, the, I was a DJ, I was the programmer, engineer on that, you know. I selected the the samples going to be used, drum with the drum programming. Your your um your connection with Bugs in the Attic was how I discovered you. Um, tell us about. Bugs in the attic. Why it was it came about, 
and why um, and yeah, why and how it came about. Uh, basically, they came about well. Basically, straight after I finished it with Toto, Toto Studios kind of closed down. Sadly, so I was kind of free with my free to do whatever. So I rehooked. Um, I rehooked up with um with Orin, and basically when. Um, he was based in Richmond, so he's based in Richmond in the Palm. So we go now. I'm going down there, my free, 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 with my free time, just chilling out, see what's going on, and hanging out. And that's why I met all the other members of the Bugs in the Attic, um, in, in this flat, in this in this in this apartment flat um, that he was sharing with about three other gentlemen, all doing music, one way or the other. <clears throat> Not members of the Bugs though, but. That's where I met everybody else. I met Seiji there. First one I met, met Seiji. Then I met Alex Funsi. And then I met the great Kylie Tatham at the time was a keyboard player for the Herbalizers. Um, and then I went and did... Um, and so I met Cliff. And I brought in I brought in later down, later on down the line, I brought in Matt Lord from who I worked with in Toto, um, down at the Toto Studios at the time. And so I brought him through um, on, on to as being another member. In the her early Richmond days, they used to have um, one of the one of the guys, a guy called Luke McCarthy, used to have um, a studio up in up in the, in the in the in the attic, and Phil Asher used to be there all the time. Phil Asher, man, if you're hanging out, we just hanging, we literally wonderful. was a hangout. We really truly was a, ha- a musical hangout with samplers and and, and the studio upstairs. It really was. I'll go down there. We go down there and we have. Um, I, I'd be sessions. cooking food for them. Yeah, we just, I'd be cooking, no. Oh, you, okay. Let me know even that. Okay. We'll be cooking, I'd be cooking food for them. They'll be playing PlayStations. They'll be doing whatever they need, you know, smoking whatever yeah, we're yeah. doing. I won't, I won't be partaking in that, but, you know. And then, offshoot of that was we maybe making music because everybody was a DJ and I was a producer. Okay. And we became, we came together as friends first. So that was, the, that was the fun thing about it. So once Luke McCarthy moved out, we moved the studio up, moved up there. And I think, Phil Ashton's the one who gave us the name. It's Bugs, you should name yourself a Bugs in the Attic. Gave us the name. I said, oh, I like that. So the street, because, you know, basically, we, we were all up there, all together, with all our, with, with uh, two um, octave com- uh, keyboard, pl- keyboard, MIDI keyboard, all the samples you could think of under the sun, and we all bashing, bashing out a tune. You know what I'm saying? And me there as the started off as the engineer, but I became more integral in terms of programming and production and all that, you know? So yeah, it was it was a fun time. Fun time, you know. And, and then things got serious when we when, when we start getting our first set of remixes. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and, and and your 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 some of your most famous remixes for Bugs in the Attic was from Amy Whitehouse and what and who else? Um, there was the famous ones. Let me recall. The one that really, we st- first one that official remix that we did was, was um, we did, um, we did um, what was it? Macy now? Gray. Uh, uh, no, Amira. We did uh, Amira. 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 Uh, my was it? Um, what was the tune? Uh, that Dream Team did. Dream Team did the remix of it. Um, my Desire. My Desire. Yes. My Amira. Desire. My Desire. Then we did the one that really kicked us off was the when Four Hero gave us a remix to do for for um for hold it down. 
Yeah, hold then, it down, hold and then, it you know, down. Yeah, and then because after that, everything that we did was like, we took notice of now. We did the, the Amy Winehouse, the, the Macy Gray. We did um, Jazzanova, you know. Um, soul to Soul. Soul to Soul. Soul to Soul, yeah, Soul to Soul, which have still not officially come out. We did that later. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we did we did quite a few. We did a few. We did a few. <coughs> Everybody, everyone's in it. Now, not, o- not only have you worked with such great talent, who are you currently working with now? Currently, um, I'm right now in the process of fixing up, uh, finishing up a project, um, working with a lot of soul, going back to my soul roots, really and truly. Um, I'm right now, I'm fix, fix, finishing up a project with a girl, a young lady, or well, I think you know her, Julie Dexter. Okay. Yeah, find yeah. Miss Julie Dexter. <coughs> um, who worked with who's, who's worked with number of IG culture and um on Jazzanova and the remix with Jazzanova and all that and so she we're working on our album right now it's crossed between uh, we we've crossed between like very soulful jazz vocal tracks but we've got two proper reggae tunes on it you know so and, and I'm, I'm, I'm it's, yeah. where do you where do you see these this new music going to is there a label? Uh, as well, this is the new music um, that we're doing. I mean, with me personally, with my own stuff, I still got my independent label. I'm having a I'm having a nice relationship with um, R2 Records right now, um, who's been who has put out people like um, Oshalade and Charisma. Um, so um, the, my latest my latest project that's out now, BB Boogie. Um, that's going out, going through them at the moment. But I've got a number of projects that will be that suit that will be suiting them. And they can on the tunes that they like, and I like the way they work. So I'm going lots of stuff going to be for R2 Records. Plus, I've still got my own label that's going on at the moment, which is IQ IQ Recordings. So you'll be watching. I'm so behind with releases on that at the moment because everything you know, being an independent artist is kind of very is very interesting. And very much hard work. So you and I've kind of decided to actually follow, not be so stringent with my time schedules, but to make sure everything's done right. You know, and when it's right, then to release it. Now this so, B, this BB Boogie. Yes, sir. Um, are we looking at we're looking at 2017 that you these the, the, that these releases will be able to is, is out now as it's out. As a, is out now as a download. Okay. Um, as a download, and if you want to go and check out, you know, you'd be able to still get the, the there's vinyl out there as well, which has an extra track that's not going to be on the digital. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, I have not done on CDs because I don't think there was any market for the CDs. Mm-hmm. So we're just keeping it to the two, the two, um, two formats at the moment. And uh, outside of the production, um, are, are you also DJing? Uh, I'm getting back into that. But I'm more interested in doing the live shows. Okay. I'm getting back. I'm getting. I've not done that since the did the Bugs live, oh. and um, we did some rehearsals. We have done rehearsals. Unfortunately, you know, no one see the first. Um, saw the first one. So we're looking at August, September. We will get Bugs live. It's going through. But the DJ thing is always a constant thing. You know, it's just. I mean, it's, it's just a matter of. Um, does matter of the people just just getting to me. You know. Have you? So it's not my focus. Have you had? Uh, do you play any instruments? I play keyboards a little bit, and I'm hopefully to be um, hopefully to learn some bass. But 
with the time that I have. <laughs> the keyboard stuff is, seems to be the one that's running at the moment. Mm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like um, a Kylie Tatham on the keyboards. Of course not. Mm. But um, I know my way around a little bit. So from so from the engineering, you are going mm. more towards the musicianship. Yeah, okay. I think I think I think to have a whole more of a with the musicianship with the with me learning everything to got to be I'm still learning about engineering it's, it's one of those ones that's never ending yeah yeah and, is engineer and, uh, is engineering your bread and butter yes that's it that's it it's definitely my bread and butter the engineer is the one that really pays the, pays my bills and and how uh, often how often are you engineering as much as possible people have been you know as much as I possibly can <clears throat> people has been seen the skills I have in terms of my engineering and when you know getting, getting hold of me to get the condo skills and I don't mind that you know it's, it's been it's been great it's been it's, it's great it's also great to work on other people's music you know mm-hmm. and and their creativity you know engineering is although it's very technical it's still it's, it's still very creative in terms of in terms of of, of soundscaping you know uh-huh. you know so that's that's been that's and I'm you know that's been my made bread above. I never know. I mean I would never give that. Never you would never give that out. Really and truly. Do you um, reading here about uh, you also um, was on the Giles Peterson Worldwide um, Awards for Bugs in the Attic with the yes, booty, booty La La uh-huh. remake. <laughs> Tell me about Booty yes. La La. What okay. was that all about? Booty La La, cause of. Um, the success of the we did a remix album for V2 Recordings, um, and because that was pretty that that kind of surprised V2. Before it was going to be like a niche thing, but it became it, it became a once the remix we did the remixes. They said they wanted a, an original tune for the remix album, so said so, okay, we're going to do this tune. I. Pr- as we all do, we all came in, came in with ideas. They picked my, they picked my idea, and they're gonna say we all work with that. That's how we do it. We do. It's almost like a committee. What, I, what, the, what, idea, what idea was that? Just a, there was just a, um, the idea for B- Booty Lala. Um, that was very much what it was. The the idea. I, I mean, I put I put kind of put the the um, keyboards, drums. Or... Yeah, yeah. The basically key was basically was a keyboard, drums. Okay. So pretty much we have a fully formed idea of how it will, it will come together. The only thing that I didn't have with the thing at the time was a bridge. Um, so everybody liked what I did. Um, okay, so you did the you did the programming of the yeah. drums, the bass, the bass. And, 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 and Keys was between me and and Kaidi. So okay. We, we communicated via AIM, AOL, AIM. Okay. <laughs> Send the files over. Okay. Send the files back and forth. Okay, via yeah. AIM. I understand, I understand that, but I'm always trying to... Uh, from the engineering to your musicianship, I'm trying to distinguish those two, and that's oh, yeah, why we, that's why I'm. And, uh, we, uh, what, in terms of what we I used, I used um, Reason. The whole, the whole okay. of of, of Billy Lala was used was all programmed on Reason. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, <coughs> that's kind of that was interesting. For, well, that, that was when he first came out, and we stopped messing about with that. So yeah, that the whole everything that there you hear. Is through in terms of the music, it was the music was through reason. Um, as I said, the only thing that we didn't do and initially um, didn't have it initially was the, the bridge. Uh, once we 
sorted that out and say, oh, we're going to write a, we get bridge written. And the bridge was actually written on the way to getting mixed down. You know, it was Tony Economides who mixed the whole thing, that mixed that down for us, mm-hmm. uh, from KV, who used to be of KV5. And he mixed it down and we had booked a date and we didn't have a bridge. I wrote the bridge on the, on the bus. While um, while we getting on there, so by the time we got down there, it's like, oh, here it is. you know, head, I had my headphones on my laptop, and we just, you know, oh, yeah. amazing, yeah, crazy times, man, crazy times. We always do everything by the by the seat of our pants. So after after we done that, you know, we got here. We had the, you know, everything was there, apart from the bridge. We did the vocals. Everything was done, and then Hoodie la la. Yeah, Booty Lala came together, and we, we didn't we didn't expect it to be to be the way you know being be the the big tune that he spoke. It was, and you know and how I mean? did how did it how did it work for you? Was it were you satisfied with the release? Booty Lala caught V2 off guard. Of course, we tested it on the crowd at Co-op, and they 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 really liked it, but it kind of it got missed. Booty Lala got missed by V2. And V2 were surprised how big this tune was. All the radio, once it was, was once it was, once it was all serviced, all the DJs were serviced, like the Radio One DJs, like you know, at the time, all the DJs, like, what's this tune? And it never got, it never got playlisted, but it was the heavily rotated on the rate, like on places like Radio One and uh, all the all the big dance radio stations and all that. At the time, so that that facilitated us um, to get the album. So we signed, we got signed for the for the album for V two. So that was gonna, that was very interesting. I really, I really liked it. Uh, how did you like, how did you like working with uh, Waterseed uh, Lou? I turned them on to you. I told them about you uh, a long time Waters- ago. And they... are an incredible. I have to say, Waterseed are an incredible group. Who will be doing a lot of big things real soon? Because I think, I think they there's they just that type of they I think they just that type of group. They, I think they're amazing. His work his work ethic is very very good. Yeah. He's very uh, yeah. motivated and dedicated to. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely. And uh, on the creative side, we we link we we we, we kind of linked on a creative level. He's he's amazing, and everything that he's do he's doofed for success. And he's doing it the right way, independently, and people start to know who he is. And I'm hoping that I'll be part of that. And they're doing the live funk. And they're doing a live funk. Uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Really live uh, funk. Yeah, uh, bringing it back. Uh, they're really bring that New Orleans thing together with that funk and that, that, that soul and that jazz together, man, in their own way. And I'm loving all that. What do you do? What do you enjoy besides music? What's joy besides music? I'm That's talking about enjoy. I'm talking about. Is there another I love, hobby? I love. Is there a? Is there another hobby? Is there a sports? Um, is I, mean, there... I used to. I used to do. I used to do a lot of running back in the day. I'm, I'm done it. I lost. Need to go back. Get back into it. And I, I've got. I've got the running thing from my ex-wife. Um. And it. Yeah, I mean, I need to get back into running and all, all of that. Um, I'm very much a cook. Okay. My my family my family is a family of bakers. I can bake bread. Like I mean, I do a daily bread. As I say, when anybody want your daily bread, I can do the daily bread. So I do all that. I do baking. I bake cakes. I bake muffins. 
and everybody loves what I do. I mean, in terms of me, I, I'm the cook of the house. Soul food? Don't, excuse. Yes, most definitely. African? I, I actually, was coming back to going to America, I learned how to cook. Macaulay greens, <laughs> um, the, the, mac, the whole mac and cheese business, you know? Trust me. I, I got, I've got the collard greens down. Potato salads, I knew, I know that for years. I know. Listen, don't test me on those things. Okay. And what, and what would be your favorite, absolute favorite dish? You would say. Ooh, that's a great. That amazing satisfies the keep, taste. And I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it British. I'm keeping it British. Apple crumble. Ah, oh, wow. Okay. Apple crumble. Crumbles I all over your clothes. Love it. You take a bite and it crumbles easy, all over you. It's easy to make. And it tastes delicious. When is delicious. your when is your uh, next performance? That's a good question. Um, now I'm back in the USA. I'm gonna be sorting that out, and I'm looking to be saying, check out around about middle of August. I'll be back in London, and I'll get the BB Boogie live thing sorted out by then. So at the moment, there's no dates at the moment. Okay. I'm working on some other projects that I need to get dealt with. Um, needs to be dealt with and um some engineering things which i've got some backlogs i need to deal with but in terms of in terms of um the live shows it will be starting around about august september around that time so just watch out for my face just watch just watch for details coming up on that uh, one. uh um okay let's get back to this let's get back yeah. to this performance of bb boogie yes sir those performers you would like to see Oh yeah, well with you on stage, I've, who 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 are those? I mean, members? Vanessa Freeman is amazing singer. I uh, hope to have her on. One of the original members of um, one of the original singers who did one of the um, tell him Andrea Clark, another a great performer. I like performers. I like singers and who can perform on stage. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking at people like that. I'm looking at Greg Blackman. He's another. You know, great performer. Um, I mean, there's Bembe Segue. You know, what I mean, there's over over in, in the states. There's of course, obviously um, anybody who was on who was all the people that I had on the album are, are great performers in their own right. People like Malik One, um and uh, and 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 Kevin Bryant, who who used to do a lot of stuff for. For Strictly Rhythm, and there's another uh, uh, Monica, Monica Blair who worked who worked with um, Zoe and uh, uh, and these are all vocalists and and, and Moody and Moody Man, you these, know these are all vocalists. Your parish, yeah, okay. Monica Blair. Okay, cool. Monica Monica Blair, straight from Detroit, Detroit girl, okay. all the way. Amazing, an amazing singer, an amazing performer. You can't keep your eyes, you can't take your eyes off her. You know she's. Amazing. Well, Daz, I know we will be definitely looking for this performance because yes. um, yes. it's been a it's been a long time coming, and yes, um, uh, seems like the circle has come back around to you and I cause, uh, since two thousand five. Oh, yeah. And uh, man, man, that circle's never been broken. Yeah, you know, circle's always been there, man. It's <laughs> about time. Yeah, and so it's a it's a pleasure to um, yes, have you on the decisive uh, program Sunday edition. 
Thank and, you. Um, and sorry about for the breakup. Yeah, my phone was just about to die. No, that's <laughs> that's no problem. It was very interesting talking to you, and I wish you all the best. And uh, yes. I look forward to hearing more music from you in the near future. That's for damn sure. Most definitely. You know, there's no, no stopping this. There's no stopping me stopping making music now. So, yeah, so, it's yeah, mu- so it's music for life, or? A music for life. Okay. It's not going to go away. I'm going to die with my boots on on stage. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> okay, thanks again, man. All right, buddy. Goodbye.
from the shores of distant lands through the waters of liquid motion homage is paid to the great drumming spirits of those still among us and to those who have transitioned forward Yeah. 